Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brand. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Bob on Twitter. We up to your big 11 win, Tennessee Homer. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Happy oh, New Year. Happy New Year, brother. And man, do we just have. I mean, without a doubt, Shane, the greatest college football playoff mm, semifinal gosh. games back-to-back. And, of course, mm-hmm. the dogs come out on top. We'll, we'll get all into that game in a minute. But we've had nine years, Shane. We've been waiting for a, a <laughs> day like we got on Saturday, and it was glorious. It was fantastic, Mike. It, it really was. It's like they almost knew the – College football playoffs were expanding, so they had to get one more good one in. You know what I'm saying? It just this is this was it, it was both games, brother. I mean, it was a fantastic. Let me start by that. Uh, short of Kentucky, we'll get to you here in a little bit. <laughs> you know, the SEC finally got some wins under their belt here. Uh, a couple teams came to play, which looked really good. Georgia, I mean, we're, I mean, it was just epic. It was epic. It was it was. The TCU game, even. Hell, I'm watching Michigan TCU, never, you know, could care less. The only time I ever watched TCU was me praying that they lost to just make up, (laughs) you know, just to make the playoffs crazy. But it it was an epic ball game over there and then followed up with this one. I was absolutely glued to the TV all day long. It was a – I mean, what a way to end 22, brother. Yeah, and let's start with the big one, Shane, Georgia. Just epic, epic come down. This is going to be in Bulldog lore for the rest of time. Yeah. Comes back, beats Ohio State 42-41 in a game that, you know, damn near the entire game, Ohio State had controlled. Shane, Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia had two 14-point comebacks. They had not trailed by 14 points the entire season. They outscored Ohio State 18-3 in the fourth quarter, dominated Largest mm-hmm. deficit of the entire season. When Georgia first got down by 14, Shane, here's, man, two possessions <laughs> in a row. This is just how clutch this team is. They went seven plays, 137 yards, two touchdowns, only three minutes off the clock. So this is a championship-caliber team, of course, championship mindset. And when it game's on the line, Stetson Bennett, brother, I mean, he he had large. I don't want to say struggled, but I, you know, I just didn't quite look. He was getting all the. This guy's a Heisman finalist. So that's a damn joke. Yeah. Till the fourth quarter, Shane. He was ten of twelve, a hundred and ninety yards, which is the most any quarterback has ever thrown in a playoff fourth quarter. One hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a perfect passer rating. I mean, he was just incredible. Mm. A. D. Mitchell game winning touchdown. He's got two game winning. <laughs> College football playoff touchdowns. He, he was the one that scored against Alabama last year. Ryan Day was 41-0 and when leading after the third quarter. Shane, he's 41-1 now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Change his name from mailman to clutch man because he came through, brother. I, I was I, – I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, Mike. I'm sitting there and I'm watching this damn game. And I'm like, what is it? Is Ohio State better than I think they are? Is Georgia worse than I thought they were? You know, I just kept I, I kept having this internal battle the entire time. I was I, I it was just 
I'll say this, brother. Ohio State, if you got any listeners on here, probably not. Maybe there's two of you out there. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I, I, I got to say, they – they came into play, brother. Yeah. They were dialed in. Marvison Harrison Jr., I cannot wait to put him on my fantasy football team. <laughs> How the hell did we let him go north? You know what I'm saying? This 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 Ohio State team, I mean, brother, they played. They they balled out and and they gave Georgia a run for their money. And uh, I I know there was a few mistakes here. Stetson made a couple mistakes. Uh, there was there was just it wasn't it wasn't a clean game for Georgia Bulldogs. But when it came down to crunch time, when it came down to okay, we have got to win. You know what I'm saying? Our backs against the wall. We cannot afford to make any more mistakes. Georgia did not make any more mistakes. I was a little leery toward the end. When uh when when uh CJ got down there uh, close to the well, when he got in the field goal range, but back to back to back Georgia defense shut them down and made it a long field goal opportunity and ended the thing. It was wonderful. That's the Georgia defense that that I expected to see this entire game locked down. It was it was a, a fantastic performance. Yeah, the defense didn't make a ton of plays, but they made the no. plays when they had to do it and. Yeah, like you said, Shane, shout out to Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. 22 of 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, well, my God, Georgia's defense, particularly their secondary, a lot of issues there. But Mm -hmm. I think this was more of a case of just elite offensive play, quarterback making the plays, the receivers you gave credit to, uh, Marvin Harrison uh, the th- Jr., I guess it is, when he got banged up, Ohio State mm-hmm. wasn't quite the same. But uh, it, it, to me, it was just elite offensive execution, and, and there's just yep. there's no defense for some of these plays that were out here being made. You know what? No, no, and that's that's the thing. You could sit back. I was sitting back and saying, well, why the hell aren't we, you know, double, triple team Marvin, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you slow it down in a matter of inches, you, you'll see a tackle made and four Georgia defenders right around them. That, I mean, they were game plan. They were scripted, and they knew where they were going to send the ball. But credit to CJ and company, man. They they I mean, they were dialed in, man. They, they did not lose this game because of their offense, that's for sure. But a uh, the, couple mistakes, you know, you gave you gave that long touchdown throw there in the fourth quarter, and I think that was the momentum. It was like it was like a game of momentum swings, and and uh, oh, it's just I wish we could watch ten more minutes of it, you know, <laughs> because uh, I, I I got a little bit of a trouble, Mike, you know, because because the family obviously wants to watch the ball drop, you know what I'm saying, and and uh, it's you know this field goal is being kicked at midnight, and it's like I can't just pause, I can't just go to the other room you know what i'm saying and so i got i got a little bit of trouble there and so i'm gonna blame ohio state for that one but uh it was worth the wait man i mean i, I was telling you like i've seen that ball drop 40 times but i ain't ever seen georgia you know try to hold on to a college football playoffs by a field goal here so <laughs> and one thing we haven't mentioned shane got a shout out kirby and his coaching staff this going to be the timeout that's remembered in Athens for all time. Oh, buddy. If you didn't catch yeah. it. I'm sure, hell, everybody caught it. it during the game, nine minutes left. Ohio State's up 38-27. They run a fake punt. Georgia was not ready for it. It was, it was an easy, easy first down. But mm-hmm. the coaches in the booth spotted it. Kirby called the timeout just before the snap. Otherwise, Ohio State continues 
with the ball with a double digit lead late in the ball game. And considering the way this game went down, Shane, that was probably the the timeout that's that won Georgia the ball game. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I couldn't believe it. When they replayed it and stuff, somebody up in the booth, you know, it, it was this wasn't Kirby. This was somebody upstairs noticed something. Yeah. Uh, when they slowed it down, you know, you could kind of see it was a little bit offset to the left there and easily a first down. I mean, it was a first down. And thank God they were able to get that uh, that timeout in because if not, we, we'd be singing a different tune today, Brian. Yeah, and I spoke with a Georgia fan today, Shane. They said, you know, Kirby's statue, when he gets one outside Athens, it's going to be the (laughs) first statue ever of a coach calling a timeout. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. Hey, I want to ask you, Mike, serious question here. After this game, you know, when the dust settled and you're starting to rethink and you're watching the highlights again, you know, what – what do we do from here? I mean, is this a wake-up call that Georgia needed? I, I mean, I don't think they came into this thing just thinking they're going to steamroll, but I don't know. It felt a little Missouri-ish. You know what I'm saying? It felt a mm-hmm. little uh, like un, underprepared. And um, do, did you feel that, or, or is this just situational? Or Ohio State playing the best game of their lives? Well, it's interesting, Shane, because obviously, you know, we made our predictions. We thought Georgia would dominate this football game. I got a phone call about an hour before this, uh, not this game, but the the, the first playoff game, TCU-Michigan. Talked to our buddy Dave Bartu, and he delivered all this data to me. We were just talking about the college football season, and he said, man, Ohio State's going to win this game. He really thought based on the his data, and he said it's a complete toss-up, which, in fairness, that's exactly what it was. Ohio State winning the entire game. It was a complete toss-up. So he was mm-hmm. dead on, and I'm going to do a whole couple of weeks with all this data that he's given me, Shane, but just mm-hmm. kind of the abbreviated version of it, Georgia and Ohio State, by the metrics that matter, offensive mm-hmm. and defensive scoring efficiency, both of them elite this year. The difference – Georgia, based on who they played and when they played them, that's the that's the critical part. When they played them, not even close to what Ohio State faced. Ohio State faced faced a much more difficult path to become elite. So, based mm-hmm. just on his model, he thought Ohio State was going to win this game, and you know, I mean, obviously Georgia won it, so he was wrong in that aspect. But most people, like you and I, thought Georgia would roll in this football game. His data said Ohio State was going to win it, which they they nearly, nearly did, which mm-hmm. uh, I think he give you know, I, I say all that to say this, Shane, they passed the toughest test. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we should have been as surprised that Ohio State made it a ball game. So, no, to, to go back to your original question, I'm not too concerned about TCU because people that knew what they were talking about thought this was going to be a toss-up game, and it was. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't trust computers, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they want to put that shit in your head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, ugh, no, I'm messing with you. I, I, it, it is kind of funny how Vegas and and these computers and and and, and all this this data and stuff that they come out and you're just like, there's no way, there's no way that that's even possible or this is going to be <laughs> because I was convinced, Mike, that this was going to be an absolute bloodbath. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be just like, oh, I cannot, I'm glad we got Ohio State. And, and about 15 minutes into this thing, I'm like, 
golly, what is going Maybe they were on to something, you know, because you look at those Vegas spreads and you're like, what are they doing? But this was, uh, again, it was just one you're going to talk about. This is one of those games, I think, because uh, we've seen some of these in SEC history yeah. that we may get to a, a championship game. But we'll, when we think about Georgia winning a national championship, and again, I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, but I think you're going to think of this game. Not the TCU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like ten years from now, you're gonna be you're gonna be like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. They did play TCU. Oh man, that's the year we almost lost to Ohio State, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, speaking of that, so a month from a month, a week from now, Shane, December ninth, mm-hmm. that's gonna mm-hmm. be the national championship number three. Wait, January January ninth. You said December. Oh, January 9th. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. January 9th, a week from today, number three, TCU, number one, Georgia, 730 Eastern, 630 Central on ESPN. Have you seen the point spread, Shane? Uh, no. Well, you said told me 17, so I don't know if that's true or not. No, I was wrong. But Oh, okay. It's not far. From, what do you think the spread is? Oh, uh, I say two scores, 14. Yeah, 13 and a half right now. So, Georgia, huge favorite. It's in the uh, SoFi Stadium where the Rams and the Chargers play. It's a a glorious building. I hope, uh, you know, each and every dog that that wants to go out there gets an opportunity. It's a marvel of a building out there. So, Mm -hmm. hey, we got another (laughs) week of SEC football. And for that, if nothing else, I'm thankful this New Year's. You know what? Absolutely. I wish I'd just have it in Atlanta again, you know, so that way we can get home sooner. And <laughs> Kirby, can you kind of walk us through what you saw to call that timeout on that fake punt, kind of walk us through that moment? Yeah, they just were not in their traditional formation. So um, a lot of teams carry that speed break. They come up the line quick. Everybody's lined up tight. Um, and um, we, we, we've seen it, you know, in the SEC. A lot of teams carry it, and you try to practice it, but – it's another thing when they actually do it and execute it, you know. So uh, it was one of those gut reactions that I didn't think that uh, we had it lined up properly to stop it. And so uh, called timeout. I guess that's in for everybody. You said you wanted the ball in your hands, obviously, to win the game, but there was still time left, so you couldn't control that last play. What was it like just watching, and did it seem like forever by the time the ball was snapped and eventually kicked? Yeah. Um, trust them. Um, then it's up, you know. We, we, we talked about we had a little powwow there on the sideline in the fourth quarter, and, you know, it wasn't going good. They they are beating us. Um, we had sucked on offense, and, you know, it was just, hey, play by play, do your job. Doesn't, don't, it doesn't matter what happens on the other side of the ball or, or another position. Do your job. And so we had done our job, and then we trusted the defense. Um, and then at that point, you know, we, it was up to, you know, I guess the kicker. Chip. Kirby football's crazy. Uh, but sometimes you win games and you shouldn't, and you, sh- and you lose games you shouldn't as well. What, where did this one fall for you? I mean, just in terms of you look, you look up there at the end, your your uh, expression was priceless. It's, it's it, it, you know, I mean, really, I know you don't believe it. My heart goes out to those guys because they played well enough to win. And um, that's not – you know, my concern, my concern is the, the men in our locker room. And we played well enough to win, too, just well enough to win. And we played really hard uh, in the fourth quarter. I just, you know, I, I would have liked to seen a, a little cleaner um, game. And, and you got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, that they disrupted a lot of that. Uh, and we didn't have, you know, a lot of turnovers. We didn't have self-inflicted wounds. And they didn't either. 
I mean, both teams played really well, and both defenses rose up and made stops. It was a very competitive, balanced game. And there weren't a lot of big plays in the kicking game like you might expect, uh, but really just proud for our guys. When, so how long do you give yourself to enjoy this before turning the page and focusing on the next one? No, we got to start tomorrow. I mean, we got a short window, so you know, we can't start when we get back home. We got to sleep, <laughs> um, but we'll 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 get started tomorrow and uh, get 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 jump back. I mean, luckily, we caught the late game, but we caught the late game an hour from home. So I remember sitting at this point, twenty whatever it was, eighteen, seventeen. I don't even know what year it was, but we had a long flight, and uh, we had a short week. We had a seven-day week with a flight from from Pasadena. So, uh, you know, we got a little more time. I think it's important to get healed. You know, our players have had a long season and a long week of practice this week. I want them to get away, remember what they're fighting for, and come back ready, rejuvenated, ready to go, because this is, this is what you do it for. Well, speaking of winning big, Shane, this game, I don't want to say lost some luster, but just, just because of those the – Epic games we had on Saturday, but we sure mm -hmm. as hell have not forgotten, Shane. Tennessee wins the Orange Bowl 31 <laughs> to 14. National Orange champions, in my opinion, Shane, just demolished Clemson Tigers down there in Miami. Oh, we had to hear about Cade Kubelik, whatever the hell his name is. He, had, oh he hadn't lost a start, Shane, since sixth grade. Well, he's 0 <laughs> 1 now as a college starting quarterback, <laughs> thanks to Tennessee's. Tim Banks' defense, I, and I thought that was the story of the game, Shane. We were all focused on uh, Joe Milton, which, you know, we'll get to him. He had a, a hell of a game. They they don't win a game without his performance. But mm -hmm. two red zone turnovers were huge, four sacks, seven tackles for loss, allowed just seven of nine third downs and 0 for three on fourth downs. Aaron Beasley – Come on now. Could have just as easily been named MVP. Of Where's the... that guy been all year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he's emerged when it counts, Shane. Uh, so yeah. let's, let's not bash him. Let's credit no, I'm him. I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying if he played like this yeah. all year, I mean, dude, we're talking defensive MVP here. So, right, no, he, right. it's a great game. Sorry, I'm just getting excited. And more, maybe the most important stat of all, Shane, I know you'll love this one. Will Shipley, oh, my God, the world's greatest <laughs> running back, held him to 72 yards. I thought he had 700 the way they were talking about it. But to me, Shane, the story of the game, Tennessee's defense making the plays, made Clemson look like a damn clown factory on offense. And, again, if I'm Tennessee, this is what you need to continue to, to grow this program. First 11-win mm -hmm. season since 2001 Shane, and they did it without Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Jeremy Banks, Trevon Flowers, all key starters. Mm -hmm. Just an incredible performance. Tennessee, 18-8 and eight now under Hypo, Shane, and they've won 13 of 16 <laughs> under the man up there. How about this? Clemson, 1-4 in, in their last five against SEC teams. They're 30-4 and four against everybody else. Get the hell out of here with this Clemson <laughs> hype. You know what? That's right. Bible study's going to be rough tonight, man. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, Dabo came out here expecting to win. Clemson came expecting to win. I think they ran out of material, Mike. I mean, clearly, listening to this game, oh, my God, like you said, it was Shipley. This. Unbelievable. I can't believe he's averaging four yards a carry. And the whole time, Jalen Wright's got like 20 yards on him. I, I just <laughs> – 
where's their parent cams? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where where was Tennessee? Did none of the parents show up for for them? I think. By the way, Mike, if they're going to get rid of anything next year, it better be those damn cameras. The parents had a shot. You know what I'm saying? They had a shot to make something of themselves and be successful in college. They had their air air time. This is the kids' time. There's no reason that we should keep going back to the parents. It drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, but what didn't drive me nuts, brother, is my man Joe Milton. Everybody tell me, oh man, he's got a hell of an arm, you know, but he's going to overthrow everybody. No, not today, brother. Joe Milton came out here and put a lot of naysayers in their place. Um, I think he had a fantastic ball game. It was kind of interesting when he finally started getting a little running involved too, you know. I mean, yeah. he's not as mobile as Hooker, but uh, I really love seeing him getting out of that pocket, kind of becoming a dual threat there. It was just – it was fun, man. Watching Clemson lose, there's not a soul on this podcast that doesn't agree with me. Dabo losing is good for college football. So, this was – I'm proud of the volunteers. Like you said, they, they, they were shorthanded. There's a lot of people that opt out. A lot of people didn't give them a shot here. But not you and me, Mike. We were all vol, and I think it paid off here at the end. Yeah, and, I, and to your point, Shane, I think the, the game plan for Clemson was clear make Joe Milton beat us. He can't beat us. Stifle this running attack. And they did They did a fairly good job. I know, uh, you know, Tennessee had some, like you mentioned, Jalen Wright had a, a solid game. But mm-hmm. they were going to make Joe Milton and this reworked receiving course, so to speak, beat him. And Squirrel yeah. White stepped up in position with Jalen Hyatt out. Nine catches, 108 yards, a touchdown. Joe Milton had the three big touchdowns, some incredible touch and arm strength on some of these passes. I mean, if it, if his receivers are catch it, I mean, someone in the stands was going to get a concussion. You know what I mean? He was firing these missiles in there. But the, I think the biggest aspect of the game for Joe Milton, no big mistakes that could have cost you the game. Not sitting here saying that he's mistake prone, but that was what it was going to take for Clemson to win this game is forcing turnovers. They just couldn't do it. Uh, Romel Keaton had a huge touchdown in this game. Mm-hmm. Brew McCoy, God, he's a tank out there. And he, <laughs> he had him a day. And, uh, yeah, again, I mean, this is, like Heupel says after the game, man, this is just the beginning of a scary future for the rest of uh, college football. Absolutely, brother. But, I, I again, I want to give credit to this defense. You know, this this defense has been chat on since South Carolina. Right. And, and these guys, even them, shorthanded, came out here and put pressure on. I mean, they were in Kate. Kate is still having nightmares about this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's seeing all kinds of wrong color orange running around him. And I absolutely love it because that was the focus, putting pressure on the young quarterback, you know, loading that box, giving a little bit. This was a bend, not break thing, you know? Yeah. And it felt like the the defense, I mean, they were on the field a lot of the game here, but when it got down to the the red zone, you know, they they were dialed in, man, and they forced this kicker to miss, miss a lot of field goals. I mean, when he's having field goal opportunities. I mean, Clemson really had – opportunities to to put points on the board and this defense did just enough to keep them out of there coach what do you say to people who insist still that bowl games don't matter and what was the significance of the win tonight man bowl games matter Um, you watch them uh, every single day you see the energy effort and strain the excitement um, the disappointment on the other side um, they matter and and uh, it doesn't mean that everybody has everybody (laughs) 
uh, for the ball game. Uh, that's just the nature of, of where we're at uh, during the course of bowl season. Um, but it matters for everybody that shows up. It matters to the head coaches, the assistants. It matters to the fans. It matters to the players. These guys are prideful. Uh, Clemson's prideful. Um, when you line up and compete, man, you're going to compete with everything that you got. And uh, these are rare opportunities. I, I just, you know, 21 years ago, whatever it was, um, I got an opportunity to play here inside of this stadium. And the memories that, that I have uh, from that, I, I don't talk about my playing days a lot with these guys. Um, I'm old enough that uh, some of them weren't even alive. Uh, but they, uh, I think they bought into that, that these moments matter. And it's something that they will remember uh, for the rest of their, their lives. Yeah, it continues to, to put our brand, um, the style of football, and, um, you know, the, it's a legacy moment for the guys that are here that are graduating, um, but it's a springboard for us moving forward. <clears throat> Again, our brand is out in front of everybody. I think we've beaten three out of the last four national champions uh, during the course of this season. Um, you know, 11-win season, which hasn't been done since 2001. Um, there's so many positive things, so, many, so much momentum inside of our program um, that the entire country, uh, our players, our fan base, recruits, can see the trajectory of, of where Tennessee is and where it's going. And uh, um, tonight's a big night. Um, Joe was sort of filling in for Hendon, squirrel for Jalen. Uh, to some extent, Aaron was making plays maybe that Jeremy would make during the year. You, can, you have three guys here that all step forward. What's the philosophy that you have that where you can plug and play and still stay at this elite level? Uh, next man up. Uh, you can phrase it however you want to. That's not coach speak. We talk about it. We live it every day. Um, we talk about competing the right way and, and preparing for your opportunity. Uh, you don't know when it's coming. Uh, you got young guys that continue to get better. Uh, I, I think the fact that our guys love being in the building, they love learning and growing, and they enjoy who they're doing it with allows us to continue to take strides individually and then, then collectively as, as a football team. And, and uh, man, like where we started and where we are now on that, in that way is, is so different. And <clears throat> we got good young players. Um, we're losing some, some really good veteran guys, uh, obviously. Um, but the future is freaky bright uh, for Tennessee football. And I put one of the sports in. Well, can you talk about why your defense was so effective tonight and what some of the game plan was that you executed? Obviously, there was a ton of pressure, multiple in our fronts. Um, thought we did a good job against the run game. End of the first half, got a little bit tired. They hit, they hit some on us, um, you know, a little bit in the third quarter. Um, but uh, multiple coverages on the on the back end, and and we played better gap integrity. We tackled better in space, and we were better in our coverage. Not perfect. Um, obviously, the PIs were. We're disappointing uh, on our part, but um, continued to, to fight and compete. And great red zone defense, uh, situational football tonight. Um, you got to get points when you're in the red zone. Um, you need to get sevens. And, and uh, defensively, we found a way to, to tighten up when they are on the plus side of the 50 and, and uh, holding the field goals. They didn't make many of their attempts and uh, find a way to get off the field, created turnovers too. And we're also brought to you by Prize Picks, Shane. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Daily fantasy sports. What we love about prize picks, they got college football selections. I was on a heater, but damn, Will Levis and AM. Now I'm on a you can fade my prize yeah. picks selections here. Shade. Oh my god, I'm I'm crashing and burning. But go on over to prizepicks.com. They'll match 
your initial deposit up to 100 bucks using that promo code SEC. Again, you can find a link to this in the show notes, but that's prizepicks.com promo SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you can play play some daily fantasy sports with us. They got all the professional leagues, not just college football. So whatever sport you're into, even UFC, things like that, they got you covered at prizepicks.com. Speaking of winning big, Shay, that's exactly what happened in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama beat Kansas State 45-20. to This was the Bryce Young show, Shane, in, in what we presume yep. to be his last game in an Alabama uniform, 15-21, 321 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. The receivers started to emerge. Uh, I, I think he had five different touchdowns to five different receivers in this ball game. And man, once Kansas State, let's give it to them, Shane. They came out, they came out strong, tried mm-hmm. to set the tone, but Alabama's defense stood tall right before halftime. Goal line stand, a minute left on the clock. Alabama goes the length of the field in 51 <laughs> seconds, scores a touchdown. The score is 14 to 10 at that point, Shane. And within the you know three minutes kicking over to the second half it was 35 to 10 just a Mm -hmm. damn avalanche of points for Alabama and that it was over from that point on it's just fantastic to see Bryce Young Will Anderson on the field you know making the decision that so many players don't make in modern college football and they get rewarded Alabama just destroyed Kansas State exactly like we thought they would I tell you what, Georgia is so happy they won. They're also happy Alabama's not in there with them because the way they're playing right now, man, they went out there to make a statement. That's exactly what they did. The score doesn't do this one justice. That Alabama defense was the defense we grew up to, Mike, a blanket. That's what they were. They were a blanket on Kansas State. They just held them in check. And I know Vaughn's Vaughn's stat line looks a little deceiving because he did have that long 88-yard run. Right. But if you take that out, I mean, the kid's averaging two yards a carry. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to stop the run, force Howard to throw the ball, and he did two times to the wrong jersey, buddy. (laughs) Alabama (laughs) destroyed Kansas State. Exactly what we thought would happen here. It was a statement game, and it was a good kickoff, I think, for next year. You know, uh, there's a lot of people obviously upset. This is the last time we're going to get to see probably Bryce Young. I mean, that's not official yet, is it? No. Uh, But I would imagine sooner than later we're going to hear Bryce is going on to the NFL. So we'll be ready for the next chapter. But looking back, Mike, I mean, we've got uh, a two-loss Alabama team, and a lot of people, you know, got the little asterisks and the stars by them and reminding us that it came down to two final possessions. Is Alabama the fifth-ranked team in the country, in your opinion? Um, I guess so with – you know, we don't live in fantasy land here, but if Hendon, oh, we do, to, if, we do today, Mike. <laughs> if I would say if Hendon Hooker was healthy, I'd give that yeah. edge to Tennessee. Okay, is yeah, it, that's no, fair, I, don't you think? I think that's very fair. Yeah, I would say Alabama is three, Tennessee two, and uh, oh shit, I got to put Ohio State up there somewhere because boy, I I would not want to face that team. Georgia doesn't want to play them again right now, so. Uh, I'll give them a little credit there, but that would be my top four. 
right so, there. Is that no particular order? Georgia first, of course. Right. So you you went there, and I think this is where a lot of SEC college football fans, you know, they are maybe they're they're probably agreeing with you, Shane. Even though we had two epic playoff games, yeah, you're still in the mindset that Alabama, short of maybe Georgia, they could beat anybody, and and maybe they deserved a shot to to prove that. Yeah, and I think why this was such an epic college football playoff was the fact Alabama wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Because if Alabama and Michigan played, this game would have been over at half, similar to this Kansas State situation. I'm just being honest with you. I, I do think that the Alabama-Georgia game would be epic, and I, I, I hate that we're not going to get to see it, mm -hmm. um, you know, just for selfish reasons. But, I no, I, I, I truly think, um, I mean, now Tennessee. I mean, again, fantasy land with a healthy Hendon Hooker. We're talking maybe a different situation, but Tennessee Milton. I mean, you could tell there was a little bit, there was a little bit different dynamics in this ball game, even though we did beat Clemson. But um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cast shade on on what the Vols did because this has been a fantastic year. I tweeted out, Mike, if you would have told me at the start of the season that we'd have two losses. We'd beat Alabama, we'd beat Clemson, you know, and, and we'd end this season a top five team in the country. I would have called you nuts. You would have been called crazy. You truly would have. <laughs> but that's what we got here. And I so I'm I'm tickled pink with how we ended. But I, I do think the college football playoff missed it uh, a little bit here because I think there's two better teams that could face right now. Right. Yeah, and to your point, Shane Hill, we both had Tennessee – Number three in the East in the preseason, mm -hmm. they may be the third best team in the country. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a this is such a great year. You know, one one of the things, uh, Stan, I don't remember who said it. I mean, you can Google it, but they were talking about TCU not making a bowl game, and now they're in the college football championship. You know, to mm -hmm. twenty, if football feels different these days, it's it's not the the same old. You know, cause you can't just pencil in a Georgia. You can't just pencil in an Alabama in here right. anymore because it, teams can flip overnight. And uh, we see it with LSU. We see it with some other programs that are in the SEC. And, and they can flip the opposite way. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Kentucky next here. You know, this is a team that, that w was on the up and coming. And then all of a sudden, uh, a switch, a bad coordinator, you know, a bad offensive line, and then next thing you know, you're not as good as you thought you would. But that could be reversed in one one off season. So I just think college football with the portal and the way everything's going right now, it's it's kind of fun, man. It's it's fun. It's exciting because you don't you can't just like I said guarantee what the college football playoffs will look like next year, right? And and. and you hit on it. It's it's portal. It's nil, but it's one other thing. And I I think they need to make this adjustment, Shane, to just make to bring kind of balance to college football that we have seen in recent years. I think we need to give across the board an extra year of eligibility if players want that, because mm -hmm. that's how you get teams like Arkansas and TCU and Ole Miss from a year ago in Tennessee. These guys, they're much older. Yet yeah. at Alabama and Georgia, for the most part, players they're not they're not there for five years. They're three right. years to the NFL. You got a lot a lineup full of seniors, guys have played that have played two, three, four years in the SEC, going up against freshmen and sophomores and, and true juniors at Alabama and Georgia. It equals that playing field. So 
Hey, I don't know if Alabama and, and, and Georgia want that, but I think the rest of the college football certainly does. That's a good point, Mike. That's a good point. Central.com. Um, you got your offense combined for 26 yards in its first two drives. Then Deuce Vaughn has that 88-yard touchdown. Then you guys score five in a row. What switch flipped for you guys that allowed you to have such offensive success? Well, I think that they play a little different defense. And I think when we got into a little rhythm about how they were playing us, uh, we were able to take advantage of it. Uh, and I think Bryce did a really good job. We had some package plays, and um, he got us in the right plays, which helped us run the ball a little more effectively than we did in the beginning of the game. And then we made a lot of explosive plays. I mean, we attacked them down the field, made some good throws, and guys made really good catches. Um, so I think those explosive plays were huge in the game. The turnovers and explosive plays were huge in the game. Um, well, I think that just speaks to the, to the confidence that, that coach gave us, um, you know, uh, trusting us um, as offense to, to move the ball. Obviously, you know, there, there's things that can go wrong down there. You know, you don't want to give the ball back. You obviously don't want to turn the ball over because that's points. Uh, but, you know, but coach trusted us in those moments. Um, you know, we, we practiced two minutes all the time. Um, he, he had confidence in us. And, um, you know, again, we, we play for each other. And, you know, as far as the, um, you know, as far as the stadium goes, um, all, I, all I heard was a, a, a bunch of Alabama fans uh, cheering us on, rooting us on. Um, it got it got really loud in there, especially third down with, with them having the ball. Um, and, you know, this obviously is all sight for us. But, you know, for us to travel as well as we did, um, with all that support, um, you know, the, the crowd and, and the support we get, that, that means a lot to us. So, um, you know, we have the best supporters, the best fans in the country, and, and you know, it, it showed again today. Ted, right over here on the right Ted, side. you know I've loved you for years, right? I've spent a long time. But they had three timeouts. We had to make a first down. We made a first down and got out to the 20-yard line. When we get, get that kind of field position with a minute to go in the half, we're going to go two minutes. But they were going to call three timeouts and make us punt. So we had to run the ball. We had to go. We couldn't kneel on the ball. And we got lots of confidence and trust in our players. And that was a huge swing in the game for us to stop them on fourth down and then go 98 yards in less than a minute and score a touchdown. But we do practice it. <laughs> Tony Reese, WCVM out of Columbus, Georgia. Coach Saban, if there was one takeaway or one statement you want people to resonate from this game, you might have already said it, but what would that be today? I'm sorry, I couldn't. I'm hear sorry. It. If there was one statement or testament from today's, uh, if there was one takeaway from today, what would that be that you want folks to know about you and your team and those um, guys sitting beside you? Your circumstances don't make you. They reveal the kind of character that you have, and I think this team revealed tremendous character, competitive character, in the way they prepared for this game, and the way they played in this game. So you could say the circumstances, and we've had teams in this circumstance before. We didn't get in the playoffs. We came and played in the Sugar Bowl, and we didn't play very well. And we didn't practice very well, and we didn't pre prepare very well. But this team did. And, you know, they went out there um, like a team, played together as a team, and they were rewarded for it because of what they put into it. All right, Chet. Well, we got a, unfortunately we got some bad news here at the SEC. So let's start with, uh, man, the Gator Bowl. Notre Dame pulls one out of their damn lucky Irish hat, whatever you want to call it, forty-five thirty-eight over South Carolina. And man, I was feeling great about this one, Shane. I don't know about you. Early mm -hmm. in the ball game, twenty-one points scored by the Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler was wheeling, dealing. We had another. 
Kai Kroger, Beamer ball touchdown. <laughs> when those things happen, you feel like you're going to win the ball game. Mm-hmm. Probably the most damning stat of this whole game, though, Shane, three defensive or special teams touchdown for the Gamecocks. They had two pick sixes they scored on, and, of course, the Kai Kroger fake field goal touchdown, yet they didn't get the win. Just kind of ran out of gas, man. I I, I think I, – I don't know about you, but I certainly underestimated, you know, some of the losses they had. They, they were down to one tight end, Nate Atkins, who he was looking – Incredible. I I was ready right. to tweet out, man, this guy's an upgrade over Jaheim Bell. I don't care. And then he goes down, and maybe I should still send that out there because he was just playing lights out. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, the, you know, there was one point late in the game, Sherrod Green, outstanding linebacker. I mean, he's like dizzy out there. He can. He, it looked like they needed to take him out of the game, but I don't know if they had anyone else to replace him with. So, that you know, they, yeah. they were leaving these guys out there. I think they just ran out of gas, and, and Notre Dame – more or less dominated the fourth quarter outside of some miscues that, that kept South Carolina in it. But, uh, man, it, w- it would have been great to get this win for Beamer and company. doesn't mm-hmm. hurt the future at at all, but this this would have been a nice nice feather in their cap, so to speak. It would. It would. And and I will say the, the biggest highlight for me for South Carolina was whoever ordered that damn plane down there at the Orange Bowl. Did you see that? <laughs> Oh, Mike, I will tell you. And that's funny because let me, let me tell the listeners so that somebody had ordered a plane Uh to pull one of those banners. You've seen them uh, when you're at them events and behind it, it says to Clemson and Tennessee, enjoy your bowl game, Gamecocks, you know, (laughs) because two teams, no, not playing in the college football playoffs because of South Carolina. That was the, that, and the funny thing was the comments is said, this is exactly what a Tennessee fan would do. <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, they're on to something there. But, brother, I, I, I'm with you here. This one felt good for so long till it didn't. Um, and, and I think, honestly, w- the problem, man, is just the running game or lack thereof. I, you, you look at how South Carolina defense was playing, which was lots out. I mean, getting three interceptions from Notre Dame, that is not an easy feat. But you can only stay on the field so long before you get exhausted. And I felt like that's kind of what we had was a little bit of that depth, you know, kind of came out toward the tail end of this thing. So, um, you know, Notre Dame got the win, but I really, I truly believe South Carolina missed an opportunity here. You know, we just couldn't get the running game going. But yeah, but so, I mean, at the end of the day, this doesn't hurt Shane Beamer's program, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't think that, do you? No, no. This is situational, man. I mean, when you look at it, the way they played, especially on the like their drive charts toward the end of the game, mm-hmm. it was three plays and a punt, three plays and a punt, three plays and a punt, three plays and a punt. You know, I mean, your defense is going to give up at some point if you cannot sustain a drive. And unfortunately, South Carolina, what was working in the first half, I think the bad thing was this adjustments. It felt like there wasn't enough adjustments during this thing, so I guess you can blame a little bit to the coaching here. But all in all, I mean, the the defense did the best they could. I I, I truly do it. You look at 45 points, you're like, oh, Shane, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, man, they, they did just enough to keep South Carolina in it. And South Carolina's offense just could not keep it away from Notre Dame. So, um that that was the big thing and i'm and i'm not casting shade or anything like that this is a bowl game um i just 
I don't know. I, I felt like South Carolina had more to play for than Notre Dame in this one. Yeah. Uh, the momentum with the NIL, the momentum with the recruiting, it just it felt like you know the way they ended the season. South Carolina is in a good spot. It wouldn't be bad to have a bowl win here. Uh, I think that would have been really big for for Beamer especially. But you know that's okay. I mean you got to learn. You and and I think they will. Um, I guarantee you this, Mike. If these guys would have played between Tennessee and Clemson, there's there's no way that this is a ball game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just – it felt situational. South Carolina is just kind of their, – their depth is just – I mean, it got exposed. Well, let me ask you this, Shane. Do you think silver lining perhaps – Spencer Rattler, I mean, he, th- he threw one of the most incredible touchdowns I've seen all season. Xavier Leggett, let's give him a shout-out for incredible mm-hmm. toe toucher. Uh, Leggett had two touchdowns, seven catches, 78 yards. But Spencer Rattler, I mean, at, at times brilliant – at other times, inconsistent. They've hired Dow Loggins to be the offensive coordinator. Comes with an NFL background. Mm-hmm. If you're Spencer Rattler, you know, and I, I know South Carolina fans desperately want him back. Tennessee fans desperately want him gone. You know, we're, we're yeah. not the fan perspective, but Spencer right. Rattler, should he come back? I mean, we got – we got Bryce Young, we got CJ Stroud, we got Will Levis, God's gift to quarterbacks mm. here. There's a lot of good prospects. Spencer Rattler, should he return to improve his stock? Or because uh, I I feel like NFL is going to view him, Shane. There's some people going to watch him and be like, my God, he's just got all this talent in the world. But other people yeah. probably going to watch him and say, well, why the hell? Why did he struggle against Florida? Florida's terrible. Why yeah. did he fall apart in the second half for Notre Dame? Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's inconsistencies there. So maybe a, a I don't want to even call this a poor showing because hell, they nearly won the game, but a disappointing bad taste in your mouth. Maybe that gets you to where Juice Juice Wells, standout receiver, and Spencer Rattler return. Do you think there's a chance that happens? I think there's a chance, but you know, he was very cryptic after this game. Yeah. Talking about going back, talking to the right people. I th- I think it's going to boil down to what the experts say. If if they can see him drafted on the first day, mm-hmm. I I think he's gone. And uh, you know, the the problem is when you get in somebody's ear like that, you can you know, I mean there's there's a lot of people that are good at guessing, but they don't really know and and one if he does go to the combine and and has a terrible performance, then it's too late, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like you 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 really got one more shot at this thing. But I don't know. I, outside looking in, I I think he's gone. But if I'm like his dad, or or you know a a, a significant member of his group, mm-hmm. I w- I would convince him to come back because I really do think one more year in South Carolina would do wonders for him. Not just in development, but but just 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 gain I guess maybe just development. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. being around uh some like you said, some of those advanced minds and, and and a full off season and and now that he's got his confidence going and you know the community loves him. They they can recruit around him, get some NIL activity, yeah. get some uh get some uh, uh somebody out of the port I mean the portal's still wide open, brother, you know, so get a couple pieces for him and then just make another great run and increase his stock because 
I think when you're looking like an NFL team, you're looking at what they've done, what they could do. And I just think what they've done has too many question marks for a franchise to really take a shot at him. Yeah. And he's got a new Mercedes-Benz NIL deal. So, I mean, hell, you don't got to worry <laughs> he's about He's making money. Around, yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, obviously, Tennessee fan, I, I, I'm ready for him to go. I think he should. I think if he's listening, I think you're going to do well, man. You should go do it. <laughs> Shane, after uh, Xavier's second touchdown, the offense seemed to kind of bog. I think four drives with minus 14 yards. Just, did they throw something different at you? Was it just not guys not executing? What happened, though? Yeah, I just kind of – they didn't do anything different. We just didn't perform as well as we needed to. Had an opportunity there after the uh, interception that Nick Barrett got. Plus territory, I think we're up one score at that point. I mean, we got to we got to punch that in for seven at that point. And and no, I mean they did they give them credit. I mean they got a good football team. They kind of did what they do. And and um, you know we got uh, beat out there on the perimeter a couple times on some perimeter plays and, and just didn't execute as well as we needed to as well. Shane, what can you say about the overall uh, progress this season, what it means for your program, and can you say a little bit about Kai Kroger today and overall this season? Uh, I would hope the progress that we've made is extremely uh, evident with what we've done to this point. Uh, um, you know, everybody, that's why we, we put so much into this season, uh, Gene. That's why everybody, that locker room's hurting like they are right now. But to be a team that was – one and two, and then to win seven out of nine games, to beat Kentucky for the first time up there and forever, to beat Texas A&M for the, literally the first time ever, to beat back-to-back -back top ten teams um, in back-to-back -back weeks as an unranked opponent, which was the seventh time that's only happened in the history of college football, um, to come down here and play our asses off, excuse my language. My daughter back there is going to be extremely mad at me, but to play our rear ends off um, today like we did and, and to just – I mean, we had guys at halftime, Gene, that – I mean, just the things they had to do at halftime to be able to go back out there and play in the second half, I would hope that it's very evident the progress that we've made. And Eric Douglas said it to you guys in that press conference yesterday that they've, we've laid a great foundation, but this program's just getting started, and uh, he's exactly right. Uh, we're not happy – about the outcome today, but to be sitting here and playing in a bowl game like this with a chance to win a ninth, a ninth game when two years ago, when this pro we took over with this uh, program, certainly we were a long way from uh, having a chance to win nine games in Jacksonville in the Gator Bowl. And then well, I'll tell you who didn't do well, Shade, and that's Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. Oh. I mean, this, if Golly. you miss this game, you did yourself a favor. Even a diehard Kentucky fans, I don't know how you stomach this one, but you lose 21-0 to to Iowa. You started Destin Wade at quarterback. He threw for 98 yards, Shane. Zero touchdowns, two pick sixes. Uh, the, you know, picks, the, the one killed you, but nearly uh, you know, the second one just destroyed any chance you had in this ball game because Iowa was pathetic on offense. Mm. 200 Six yards Iowa had in the ball game, but that was actually better than Kentucky. You had 185. So, I mean, this yeah. was just awful, awful football. Third downs, Shane. Iowa 0 for 11. <laughs> Kentucky 2 of 18 on third down. Oh so, God. I mean, this 
I don't know why, but I subjected myself to a reviewing this morning, Shane, of this matchup. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was summed up by, you know, basically the pick sixes, like I said, a, a couple of handoffs and just some ugly, ugly, ugly offensive football. This is one Kentucky, you know, they're, they'll never want to revisit. You know what? No, no. I, I This one was brutal, brother. I mean, Destin Wade was the best offensive player for Iowa. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand what they got going on there. Are they cloning tight ends? I swear, every receiver looks like Tim Dwight. They never change. And and it works, but, golly, it was, it was a rough one to watch. And, and I feel so bad for this Kentucky defense because, brother, they, they were balling at times. Yeah. I mean, look at that st- – you were talking about. the Third downs, they were bringing them off the field mm-hmm. because Kentucky was – I mean, short of seven points, that's all they gave up in this game. And, and I hate that because there was just nothing on the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely nothing. But the good news is, Shane, that we got a coordinator coming in. We got a quarterback. We got a running back. The future – this this game's got nothing to do with next season. No. If you didn't make a trip, the short trip down to Nashville, I don't blame you other than uh, if you did. Maybe you, you stayed out at the honky-tonks and, and said yeah. to hell with the game. And you were certainly better <laughs> off if you did. You know what? Mike, this was like going to a JV game. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're there for moral support, but you're also there for the nachos. You know? <laughs> this <laughs> you're, you're, you're enjoying the family and the friends and the community, but half this this roster will not be starting next year. So I think you're in good shape there. <laughs> um, you know, obviously very disappointed in this uh, defeat. Uh, you want to start by uh, recognizing and congratulating Iowa. Uh, they played a very good game. Uh, both of us were uh, down some players in a bit shorthanded, and uh, they did what they had to do to win the football game. Uh, starting with the, you know, right at the onset, I think just uh, getting us in uh, bad field position. They played very good defense. We know that going into it, that uh, they're a very good defensive team. Um, they played better than us uh, in special teams in certain areas early and put us, put us behind the eight ball. Uh, defensively, I thought we played really good for the majority of the game, but by being backed up early, it helped them, uh, you know, have a short drive and set up their one offensive touchdown. And uh, really, um, you know, we were playing a bit of catch up uh, from that point on. Uh, very proud of these guys. Uh, very proud of, of Destin and Trevin. Uh, we, as I told the players in there, we have a great group in there. We were we were a bit short-handed today, but but it is what it is. So were they. Uh, we were we came in here to compete to win, but I also wanted to uh, let Destin play. I wanted to see uh, the future and uh, what it looks like, and and give him an opportunity to just go out there and and play ball and play it with the you know the confines of our offense and our system and and down the coordinator and you know he was put in a tough situation, so he will learn from it without a doubt, um, and uh, we look forward to that and his growth. Um, Coach, you said you wanted to see Destin play. What did you see? I saw a, a young man with, that has a bright future. And, uh, you know, Destin was put in a tough situation today. So there'll be a lot of armchair quarterbacks that sit back and want to want to critique this guy. But I tell you right now, let him go back there and play against that defense and see how easy that is. It's a, it's a, it's a tough road to hoe. So uh, believe me, we know that going into it. It's a tough spot, but, but he manned up and did some good things. We needed to play very well around them. We talked about it all week that, uh, 
you know, it's not just on the quarterback or any one player. We need to do some good things around them. And I think in there are certain areas where we fell short. And uh, it's not a time to point fingers. Uh, we all accept it. And, um, but we know we're, we're going to grow from this. And I know he will grow from this. Probably a time when bowl games were different. I wouldn't put a freshman in a bowl game in that situation. I don't know, but how much different is it coaching up to bowl games, not just for you, but for everybody, given the way college football is now? Your team changes drastically from the end of the season to this game. Very different. You know, very, very different. I don't know what else to say. You know, we compete to win the game. We came up short. None of us are happy with that. You know, these guys work and prepare to win. But uh, is this exactly a great situation to throw him into? You know, and, and you know, here, here's a bowl game against a top 10 defense. And because of the way this is, I don't know if that's right either. But I don't have all the answers. You know, uh, I know we tried our best. I know we compete to win no matter what the stakes are. And, and uh, we lost today. And I give Iowa credit for that. And then real quick, hey, you know, Hell, by now the audience knows, guess what? We're picking SEC to win these damn bowl games. We got two more, brother, here on Monday, and they're early. I don't know why they didn't put them on later. I guess because Monday Night Football. But we got number 22, Mississippi State versus Illinois yeah. in the, in the Quest Bowl. Never heard of it. Noon Eastern, 11 Central on ESPN2. And this this bothers me too, Shane. They're, they're all at the same damn time. Citrus Bowl, LSU, mm. Purdue. It does. It's an hour later, but still, 1 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, noon Central on ABC. So, man, we got an opportunity to win three more SEC bowl <laughs> games. You throw in Georgia into the mix, of course. But, uh, man, there's football on. Savor it. Mississippi State, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, on the field without the Pirate. And, ironically, they're down there in Tampa, which has a Pirate ship. Uh, eating a stand, so I love to see that. Yeah, Citrus Bowl again. Purdue, no coach. He's he got fired. Uh, yeah. their quarterback, I think, has quit the team or trans, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this should be a beatdown of epic proportions. But uh, I, I'm ready to watch these games, even though uh, yeah, you know, everyone's kind of focused on the playoffs still. You know what? I I, I am too, and and that's the the thing you got to remember, guys. There's three games. Yeah. Three games, three SEC games left, and then it's over. And so I, I'm definitely going to be – I hate, like you said, that it is at the same time, 12 and 1 o'clock, but, you know, that's that's why they got these fancy DVRs now, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to be definitely watching both of those, and we'll recap those after the game. Uh, but, man, I, I think that Mississippi State's going to be fun. I, I, oh, I yeah. think they're going to do it well for the Pirate, uh, like you said, down there in Tampa and uh, – uh, you know, get to see old, uh, old uh, Brett again, you know. Uh, so he'll be down there. He's already eating good. So uh, he'll that'll be fun. I wonder how his New Year's resolution's going, you know. I'm one day in, and I kind of fell off the wagon already, Mike. <laughs> Told Mike I'm going to start eating good and all this stuff. And, man, I got home, and all that good shit we had yesterday still here, you know. <laughs> like a like an addict, you know, like. Oh, I said, honey, I said, you got to get rid of some of this stuff. There's too much paraphernalia laying around here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, brother, I think that's a perfect place to end this one. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Happy New Year's. 
enjoy the football uh, that we got because there, there just ain't much left of it. But yeah. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. What about it now, Dabo? <laughs> <laughs>